listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 15 with Busy Gold. Hey everybody, so you're so lucky you get two episodes this week. That's right, two episodes. As you know, I try to do at least one a week, but I've got so many things going on right now and I want to make sure that every single one of our guests has, whenever they're launching programs and everything, we have this out so that you can get to know them before you, you know, sign up for it and you get the chance to sign up for it and you don't miss what's going on. So mm, this week I am really excited. So not only did I have Lou on the podcast, which hopefully by now you already heard that episode, but if you didn't, you can always go back to episode 14 with Lou, with Lou Urich. That episode was super vital and important to just starting the this year on the right foot. Um, when it comes to Busy Gold, if you guys have paid any attention, you've noticed that I've been doing booty yoga and that I've been talking about doing my booty yoga teacher training at the end of this month, which is literally a week from this coming weekend. So I guess by the time this podcast comes out, that's going to be tomorrow. So a week from tomorrow. I'm freaking out. Um, I'm really excited. I have not gotten my demo ready, but I think I'm just, I'm well-versed. I kind of pulled a hip flexor at the beginning of this week. I thought I had a pinched nerve. Um, and I think that I actually did have a pinched nerve. And then I really foam rolled the shit out of my hip and my whole leg went numb and I was kind of scared, but it hasn't been nearly as painful since. I actually had a booty class today and I kind of struggled through some postures, but towards the end, I, I felt better than I did going in. So that was good. Um, in this episode, we talk a lot about some stuff that I've been kind of like wary of addressing only because I wanted to handle it in a delicate manner. And I honestly wanted more information regarding the actual message of booty. And as much as I know, I wanted to be able to eloquently present it to you guys. And I knew that I was already talking to busy, the founder of booty yoga. Um, and what I'm talking about is the is some messages I got regarding cultural appropriation and booty yoga. So if that's something that you've been kind of like, what? What are you talking about? Tribal dance? I saw the word tribal dance and people got really upset about that. And I honestly, I suppose I don't blame you. As I said to Busy, my I have like really high like bullshit meters. Like I can smell bullshit from a mile away. And I was like, cultural appropriation what the fuck did I miss like what are you talking about and then of course tribal and I was like oh oh okay and then um I was reading more about it I've already signed up for my teacher training at this point and I was you know you guys kind of freaked me out because some people seemed really you know upset but then it all goes back to the concept of primal movement and you'll hear us talk about this in the podcast and busy herself you know talking about it primal movement as in what we were built to do what we do intuitively what a baby does you know babies dance without even being told to or taught to it's just built in it has nothing to it's inspired by different cultures around the world but it's not just like some white woman making money off of like exact dances from one culture you know um and i can see how maybe it would look that way if you've never done it before so if you still feel a little skeptical i would just recommend listening to this podcast listening to busy talk about her involvement in native american tribes you know her involvement in booty's involvement across the entire world i genuinely i'm 
so in love with booty and it's done so many amazing things for my hormones, for my chakras, for my sexuality, for my sensuality, for my relationship. And I'm not saying that it did it, but I'm saying that it opened up a pathway for me to be able to channel things that I needed to work through and move on. So I'm super passionate about it. I would just recommend you trying it. And if you're in the Nashville area, come try it at Hot Yoga East Nashville with all of us, okay? It's going to be amazing. It's so fun. Um, In this episode, Busy also talks about two other projects she's working on and that you can become involved with as well. And these are two things that will really transform you and really propel you into just being more in tune with your own existence and being more in tune with root causes of things that you may be dealing with. So we talk a lot about the Nira Collective in this episode and the break method, and I will link those in the show notes. So I don't want to go too much in it because we go really far into it in this episode, but essentially the Nira Collective is just everything you need to know in order to access what we already have and make it more available spiritually in your life and find the balance um, and have tangible ways to apply spiritual practice in your daily life. And this is something that Busy talks about and how it is applicable to other religions that you may, well, it's not a religion itself, but to religions that you may be practicing and also be able to embrace this spiritual side. So pay attention for that. And then the break method is really unique in the sense that it is opening, I believe the registration opened tonight, which I guess on you guys' side would be a few days ago, but it doesn't matter. It ends on Sunday night. So you've got the next three days to really dive in and get into that 12-week program. Super incredible. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. She talks about it in here, but essentially it works really well for couples is what she said. You can come into it on your own. You can sign up for the Scottsdale meetup um, or you can do the 12-week program online. It's a different dynamic for each, but you guys are going to love it. So I'll just let you dive right into this. It's a relatively short episode because Busy did have somewhere to be, aka hopping on another call and speaking with all of the clients regarding the break method. I just, I'm just really so, I'm reeling that I was even able to speak with her and I will let you guys get into this one. This episode is brought to you by Youth Plant-Based Protein Powder. This killer award-winning vegan protein powder is going to blow your mind and not only that but you can try it for free yes i said free all you have to do is go to wildernessa.com that's w-l-d-r-n-e-s-s-a or you can just obviously click the note in the show notes and click the banner try it for free and then let me know how you like it busy gold I think what I do is a a question that's constantly evolving for me um I think what I'm best known for is being the founder of booty yoga b-u-t-i um but in recent years I've really grown the company to a place where it's able to really be a collective of women that are wanting to kind of grow it and innovate it themselves and I, I've always had the intention of building the platform out that way so I've had a chance to kind of step back and work on things that I'm really personally passionate about in the past few years which has been a huge blessing so I'd say most recently what I spend most of my time focused on outside of consulting that I do for other business owners is really focused on sustainable personal development tools blended with modern spirituality 
So the two things that I've founded in the recent years are Break Method and Naria Collective most recently. Yeah, I've been really following along with everything and I've been following, I recently followed the Neria Collective and that looks, those, that photo shoot that you recently did for that is so mm-hmm. um, incredible. Um, Sasha Danielle is the photographer and she's, um, she's in Neria Collective. She's absolutely unbelievable with intuitive abilities and she actually plans all of her photo shoots I mean we're gonna get weird here for a second but she plans all of her photo shoots on the astral so before she even really meets with a client she goes into a meditative state and tries to tap into what the finished product is supposed to look like so we kind of plan in reverse she sees the finished product and then we go back and do all of the actual planning so um shooting with her is a really amazing experience even just on the spiritual side because the the typical flow of photo shoot is very opposite uh when you're working with her and it's amazing it's it's an experience all in and of itself that's that sounds really unique and super cool um so the narrative collective can you break that down just a little bit for people that are interested? I am going to link it in the show notes for them to go check it out and, and the social so that they can follow along. But, um, yeah, if you could give us a little rundown on what that is, that would be amazing. Yeah. So Naria collective is something I, I feel like I always build my businesses out of a need or a problem that I've either personally been experiencing with some type of frequency or people around me have been experiencing. And I feel like I somehow have tapped in or channeled a solution to whatever that problem might be. And with Naria Collective, you know, I've been going, you know, almost 10 years, essentially in the public eye, hiding my psychic gifts and my spiritual practices, because it didn't really blend with the persona that I needed to have to be kind of the celebrity trainer and grow the business the way I have. Uh, it just wasn't necessarily a safe place to have both those facets of my personality public. And I think now that booty's grown so much and I've been able to kind of back off on the personal side a little bit more and really let the women that are there in leadership roles keep pushing it forward. It's become increasingly more important for me to be authentic to who I am as a more integrated person. So kind of my soul person and my physical busy person that people see on the media. And the funny thing is I'd always like, I'd get on podcasts or someone would be interviewing me and they'd tell me, you always look different in all of your videos. And I feel like nobody ever really gets a chance to know who you are. And you seem kind of like cold and distant. And those of you that actually might be listening to this that know me, I am like really outgoing, always laughing about something, always trying to make everybody else laugh. And I'm anything but cold. I'm like the, you know, incessantly huggy, squeezy person that's always making jokes um, and trying to help everybody achieve their highest potential more than anything else. So I think really what was happening there is every time I'd get interviewed, there would be certain things that would, would have been more authentic for me to say, but I felt at the time like I couldn't really be 100% true to who I was because it didn't match with what was needed to grow the business side. So Naria Collective was really born out of the declaration of being ready to merge those facets of my personality and no longer hide off in the shadows and have people think I was weird or... Um, 
you know, not capable of running a business because of some of these more esoteric or intangible concepts that I was wanting to talk about. And I think it's gotten to a point now where I watched our booty tribe, which is, you know, obviously global at this point. We estimate that we have about 100,000 students practicing daily all over the world. Oh my gosh. Which is pretty huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So as that grew and we have our online forum, I started to see over the past, especially year and a half, that there would be more questions in this vein. And I would either answer them kind of lightly in the forum and then have them contact me elsewhere outside of the forum so that I could kind of still keep those compartmentalized. And then it became so massive that Eventually, I knew that there had to be a new way to help these people that wasn't necessarily associated with booty, so that those people that weren't ready to kind of go down that road weren't infiltrated with that information. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, Naria Collective was born out of just watching so many people around me in spiritual crisis of some sort, needing the help to bring them through it in a positive way to learn more and to learn to be more practical and grounded about it because so many different people that are out there or channels or psychics or people that lead workshops have a tendency to just be so overly spiritual and disconnected from their human side and their grounding that it's almost like they forgot why they're here and when you forget why you're here and why you chose this human body as you explore spirituality you start to almost lose touch with your life Mm -hmm. and it's my firm belief that why souls choose to come here is because they're bringing those gifts and merging them with their human body so that they can actually move things forward in the world on a practical level so I really try to focus Nera Collective on being a safe place that focuses on grounding and protection and modern daily application to these practices to your actual life to make it a difference maybe in somebody's life or in your business or in your family instead of it just being this like only esoteric side of the conversation where people are like talking about witchcraft and shit like (laughs) yeah that's not how that's not how we roll um my goal at the end of the day like I know that I'm here to help change the world and to do that I think it takes the integration of both your spiritual side and your intellectual side and your physical side so that you're able to merge those all together into kind of like your ultimate soul expression, but then apply that to where you are in your life so that you're physically, you know, tangibly making a change, like I said, through relationships or through your career or through your family so that you can actually do your part to change the world. So Naria really became this collective Um, private group where we're able to have open live Q&A webinar content bi-monthly and we have visiting guest teachers every month and there's always some theme that we're talking about but it's really just it's a safe community for people to explore their spiritual gifts or learn more about spiritual gifts in a very grounded environment that's focused on expansion but with equal amounts of kind of protection and grounding so it doesn't get too too woo-woo and impractical. Yeah, so a couple light bulbs when you were talking about that. I think that this is really beautiful in the sense that it is, sometimes it can be so unrelatable whenever, uh, you know, like a spiritual, you see like a spiritual workshop or like a spiritual 
icon or guru type person who you see on like television or maybe you see on Instagram or any type of social media, sometimes it is kind of unrelatable because you're right. They're totally out of their body in the sense that they're beyond and they, and you know, if you want to start somewhere, it's really hard to just dive in and like completely give yourself up whenever, like you said, ha- having these practical ways to apply the connection of all of it to your life can really benefit you you know what I mean and and by the way anybody even somebody that proposes themselves to be a guru or a leader anybody that actually lives their life that way anyways actually in my opinion kind of missed the whole point of spirituality in the first place if you go on narycollective.com we have an article that's up there that's written by my co-founder bella called the fallacy of transcendence and it essentially talks about how really like a lot of the spiritual teachers that are out there right now are, are teaching people how to essentially like escape their lives through spirituality when mm-hmm. really transmuting and actually turning negatives into more positive situations in your daily life that's what spirituality should be used for not to escape negativity and I feel like so many people are like oh just do this or meditate or just do this disconnect but in fact most of this should be how do I connect to more universal truth information and tap into my spiritual gifts so that I can ground down and apply that into my physical body and actually change the world and I think that so many spiritual leaders do kind of put themselves up on that really unrelatable pedestal that they miss being able to inspire the masses and that's really what I want to be able to do with this is say like hey I'm a New York Jew like I'm as practical as it gets and I could just as easily talk to you about neuroscience as I could spirituality and I can do it in a way that is relatable and apply I show you how it applies to your daily life and to your relationships on the energetic side and I think it's so important for people to have that experience like I'm not special I'm not gonna one day show up in a fucking turban I'm not gonna change my name like I'm busy gold I believe that I made a choice to come here as busy gold before I actually came out of my mom's vagina and I believe that I chose that because I knew that I had the right pieces integrated to do the work that I came here to do. And I want to help people wake up to what that work is and learn how to really apply that to their lives so that they can make a difference. I'm not special. I just feel like I came in a little bit more aware of these aspects earlier than some people did. And I, I was able to tap into those gifts to get more information about how to constantly apply to my life. But when I say I'm not special, I genuinely believe that every single person can accomplish this. It's just a matter of educating yourself, opening yourself up and reevaluating your belief system that you currently have that's possibly prohibiting you from even seeing other possibilities out there that could really help you transform your life. I think that that's so many people are going to gravitate towards this. Is there so is there like we already we already have I can't name them because all the membership was private but I was kind of surprised like I literally it was Christmas I was going through a really rough time and I've been like I Bella and I talked and we knew that we had to open this up for a while and we just kept putting it off because life kept getting in the way and we just saw so many people all of a sudden in massive spiritual crisis like in all aspects of all of our businesses and it literally was Christmas day. One of our, um, clients who was very, very like crystal clear, 
on knowing what she wanted to accomplish and knowing what she wanted to do committed suicide on Christmas. And the next day we were all like, what the hell? And it was that moment where it was like, we can't put this off anymore because her inability to process these gifts in a way that felt safe and that didn't feel like she was getting basically like made fun of in her family Mm -hmm. and ostracized in her religious community. Like I could have helped her if this was open and that really was that push I needed to be like honestly f this like I can't wait anymore this is like an emergency situation (laughs) and we pulled it together in a day and we already have four like hot like a-list celebrity members and this absolutely was needed and I knew it was the right name I channel everything that I do and this name came to me so clearly like more clearly than I've had a lot of my business stuff come to me and really Naria itself. So the word Naria means to follow God's light only and to not get distracted in Hebrew. But when Naria came to us, it was very clear that it was also an acronym for something. And really what we had, Bella and I had been focusing on is how do we, we're very aware that vibrationally the world is shifting a lot right now, which is why there's very common themes to what kind of turmoil everyone is in right now. Like a lot of structures that you built intentionally that you thought were there to, you know, give you this great life and great family and great relationships all of a sudden in the past six months, just kind of all dissipated and kind of left people there, you know, with dust flying around everywhere, kind of just having a what the fuck moment, like how, why did everything just completely change? And it's really because over the past year 2016 um which is basically in my opinion like a do-over year like everything you tried to do in 2016 at the end it was like jk reset 2017 uh, yeah fake over. out it didn't actually happen psych. Um, psych out anything you thought you were going to accomplish is going to get almost there and then crumble but only so you can learn from it and rebuild better in 2017 mm-hmm. so i just feel like a lot of people were in this crazy state of turmoil and just wondering like what just happened where they're almost like it's so drastic and so opposite of an of a reality that people just kind of were catatonic and didn't even know what to do or what to think and that really on the energetic side that leaves you really open to have negative energy jump into you we don't need to get like too weird but I mean I've you know I've dealt with people that have been like getting possessed and taken over by negative energy you name it my background in this extends back to age 18 and I've been working really heavily in this community since then behind the scenes and um it just became that you know that breaking point for me where I was like I know this is my calling and my gift and for me to not form this and not welcome this you know these members of this group into our community immediately was just like I couldn't deny it anymore I had to just get it done so we launched it in a day we already have over a thousand members which is crazy (laughs) you know like when I first launched it the first day we had over 500 members and then Belle and I we did our first webinar we had thousands of people on the first webinar it was crazy we both left the two and a half hours being like holy shit like this is why we put on this earth like this is this is the best I've ever felt and we were like riding this high and then of course in the energetic side anytime you do something like that big and that powerful and bring so many people into this kind of like grounded light naturally you're going to have some type of 
dark opposing energy come at you and we dealt with everything on the tech side where I mean I don't know how many tech people I had to talk to that they're like there's nothing wrong with your site and I'm like I know it's some negative energy like <laughs> messing I get that there's nothing wrong and there's really nothing you can fix where we were just getting so attacked that everything was breaking and um we just had to use our own gifts to protect everything and now everything's back up and running and we're ready to start doing all of our webinars and everything again this week so it was just kind of that like we had this big you know huge opening with tons of energy and then got attacked hardcore and we've just spent the past two weeks rebuilding on the energetic side but also on the tech side to make sure that that doesn't happen again so we're good oh and then i think i forgot to mention the acronym which was we really were clear that what we're helping people do is essentially assimilate information in kind of this new reality because so many people's reality shifted a whole 180 in the oh, past yeah. few months that uh, then it's like how do you bring these catatonic people into the new reality in a way that they can actually rebuild in a way that's practical and infused with what I call spiritual intelligence and we realized that NERI after we'd already named it also stands for new earth rising into ascendance Mm -hmm. And um, I think that really feels the most aligned to what we're doing because this is vibrationally a new earth and a new reality. And we want to help people collectively join together, find out what their gifts are and find out who in this community they need to connect with to get their work done. So we believe that if we kind of, you know, create the space and create the content and bring leaders in for people to help learn and grow in this path, that what we're truly hoping is that people within the community will use those spiritual gifts and know who they have to connect with to basically find their teams to really help move this thing forward globally. I totally, I can, I can, can't even tell you how insane it is that you, that, I mean, I, I know that everybody kind of recognized that 2016 was a do over year. Like I get that. Everybody fucking said it, but I mean, so this is so One vital. <laughs> this type of, I feel like this type of connection with not only yourself, but a community of people that are also seeking the same type of thing is super crucial for, for anyone that's trying to grow and feels really stuck right now. Do you have any type of, is it a, is it closed at the moment or is there any type of like way that people can get involved with it currently? Yeah, Nary Collective is open open enrollment, so whenever oh, cool. they want to join, yep, they just go to nariacollective.com. Um, as soon as they join, they get access to that first webinar that we led that's uh, just under three hours. We answer a lot of questions there about how it functions, introduce ourselves, and we, we always try to do live Q&A because I know that people have questions that, you know, I could never, if I sat down, I'm like, I wonder what the top 10 questions would be. Like when you're talking about intangible concepts like this, you could never sit down and truly project that. So I think doing open Q&A really works best for us because we answered questions about everything from like, you know, somebody in the Caribbean had a neighbor that was doing kind of like reverse Santeria on them to, you know, I've had these spiritual gifts since I was young, but I've never been able to talk about it because I grew up Christian with a pastor for a dad, like you name yeah. it. Those are the kind of questions that we get asked. And I will say that my karma on this earth, as long as I've, you know, been around is to help Christians, like really strong, faithful Christians 
apply these spiritual principles and understand energetics in a way that doesn't feel in conflict with their belief system. So, and that's coming from a Jew. So, you know, I, like, I know that that's my gift and I joke around that Jesus is my homeboy for sure. I, I understand it and I understand somebody really strongly believing in Jesus. And I feel like I can help teach even that person how to apply these tools to help them really make some serious changes in their lives, even without having to then question their religion. Because to me, religion and spirituality are, are very different. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never have any intent on, you know, teaching somebody to change their religion that I don't, that's your call. That's up to you. That's a personal decision. But I believe that there are universal truths and spirituality that can be applied to any religion. And that's what I want to be there to teach you. And, okay, so you mentioned, and I'll just touch on this quickly, but you mentioned that at the beginning of what we were talking about, that with Booty and with you, blah, 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 sorry, with you founding Booty and kind of getting that off the ground, you felt like you needed to kind of put this part of yourself in a corner. Um, Do you feel like, isn't there, but isn't there a chakra balancing component to Booty that kind of takes it to more of a spiritual zone or so here's the thing absolutely booty does work on the body energetically and spiritually 100 percent. so my whole thing is that booty is kind of the sneak attack for anybody that doesn't necessarily want to talk about chakras or talk about energy because even without talking about it or acknowledging it intellectually the movements themselves influence the chakra balance that then influence the the energy that then also influence the endocrine system and your hormone balance so booty as a physical practice does that anyways but inevitably opens up those parts of you that are more willing to explore those realms which i think is why after booty existed for a certain amount of years there was then the need for naria collective if i had gone into it from the beginning being like Mm -hmm. this is the whole picture i think it might have been too much for people to grasp in the beginning because i think we have a lot of people in the group that booty was really trying booty they might have been there to like lift their buns or to get toned abs in the beginning and they then came into a spiritual experience that they weren't expecting Mm -hmm. and I think that's what's so beautiful about the practice is like I said you don't have to be intentionally seeking something to still get that end result Mm -hmm. and then once you've arrived there then everyone starts looking to me like okay what next so I was just kind of patiently waiting for the collective group dynamic to get to that like okay we get it now what next exactly instead of leading in with that um so the energetic side is always there and it is taught obviously in depth in our yoga teacher training program but I would say more on my side I don't you know I never really came out and really talked about how I created booty and what my background has been with spirituality and how you know, all of the books and everything that I've done is all through channel. Um, I feel like I wasn't at a place where I felt comfortable talking to people about that because I didn't think our customer base would truly understand it. But I think now that they've been practicing booty for such a long time and they've been able to really tap into their channeling abilities, even if what they're channeling as a booty instructor, it comes out in the form of movement. Movement is a form of communication and language. And what we teach people to do in the practice of booty yoga is these are kind of the parameters. This is what makes a booty practice. Booty practice, this is how you keep the body safe. And then we teach them how to innovate and really channel free flow from there. Booty classes aren't overly structured. You don't have to do like do this. Don't do like A to B to C to D to pass. Yeah. Um, we really teach people how to 
channel that energy based on their group dynamic and just keep flowing completely freely so in that case every booty class is its own kind of like impermanent work of art that could never be duplicated and it is its own form of communication um and before I and for, the, for people that are listening booty is spelled b-u-t-i yes and it's an indian marathi word that means the cure to something hidden away or kept secret in the indian dialect marathi and it was originally used in reference to ayurvedic herbs which were hidden below the ground so yeah i mean a lot of people associate booty and i've gotten this on my end of things by even talking about booty they associate it with just twerking your booty and um it's not it's it has nothing to do with and actually, really that what, and what we do is actually the physical opposite of twerking so twerking is arched and what we do is actually engaging Wolbanda. <laughs> exactly we're tucking and pulsing through the core not yeah, arch not arching um and i really want to move on to talking more about your break method which i listened to your entire i think it was like an hour this is like an hour and a half that you posted on your on the podcast yes on the podcast um i just listened to that this morning and i've been following along with all of that but um we did she did mention on her instagram stories that we were going to touch briefly on booty as cultural appropriation which is something that i have gotten in my inbox and in comments regarding like my desire to you know, do the booty teacher training and how much it has changed my relationship with my body, changed my relationship, my romantic relationship, just changed everything, especially after my miscarriage and has balanced my hormones. And I know that just sounds like a huge, I mean, I'm sure you get this all the time, Busy, but it does sound, it sounds kind of too good to be true, but I have never experienced something like this. So, and that's why it's grown so fast because it genuinely does do that for everybody, even if they're not looking for it. Right. That's what I was just saying. It was like, you don't have to come into this practice seeking that it just happens naturally. Um, so when it comes to the cultural appropriation thing, I think one of the biggest things is that all of the movements that come out of our practice are focused on primal activation and kind of channeling like your just inner, inner primal movements and the way that like even a a baby would want Mm -hmm. to move their body. Babies aren't obviously trained to dance, but if you see a baby listen to a beat, there's certain movements that they'll do with their Mm -hmm. core and with their chest and with their legs that are more primal movements that are in their DNA. And what we really do in this practice is we open up the entire practice to primal movements from all over the world. And it's not that we're sitting there like memorizing them and executing them. We're letting our body tap into that primal nature and letting our body move the way it was intended. And you can see that come out in all different cultures, even though they didn't take it from each other. We're all tapping into that same thing. And I think what's really important to note, and I've had to say this a million times, just because I'm a five foot tall blonde white girl from New York doesn't mean that our tribe doesn't have every single race, ethnic, cultural background Mm -hmm. represented. So this practice is an amalgamation of all of our influence on this practice. I don't just sit there and I'm like, these are the only moves you can do. This comes from some of the most champ, the highest ranking champion powwow dancers, Native American powwow dancers in the world. We have multiples of them that are booty instructors that help influence this practice. We have amazing West African dance teachers from all over Africa. Booty is taught in Uganda. It's taught in Namibia. It's taught in South Africa. And these are to people that grew up in that culture, and they say that this practice makes them feel like they're home. So it's not that we're sitting there intentionally picking and choosing what we want from other cultures. We're tapping into that celebration of movement and 
primal movement specifically and sharing that with everybody. And it's shared from a very culturally mixed perspective. Just because I'm white doesn't mean that everybody's white. And that's really unfair to even think that because I don't sit here and create all these moves. So I really view it as a celebration of all of these indigenous tribes movement so that we can all learn and grow from it. Not to say that these are my movements, because I don't take ownership of anything, including booty. I really view booty as a, a we. We always are moving to push this thing forward. We're always innovating. It's not just me. Yeah. So cultural appropriation is when somebody copies something, does it exactly, and then tries to call it something else, which is absolutely the opposite of this. This is a celebration of primal movement from all over the world. And a lot of movements that we're creating are they're new. They're, 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 they're new to us. They're not coming from a place that's anything other than just being in the moment and being in your body and channeling. And the word tribe is used in so many other cultures. I like I'm Jewish and we consider ourselves to be a tribe. So when people even start talking about the use of the word tribe, they need to do a little bit more research on the use of the word, because if we can have native American reservations, happily representing the booty program our program's taught at multiple reservations across the country and like i said we have some of the top champion powwow dancers leading booty classes if they don't have a problem with us using the word tribe then certainly nobody else should yeah i think that that was really beautifully said especially as especially whenever you're talking about how you came into booty not even claiming it as your own and really just starting a conversation about something that you know we were essentially built to do um yeah, it must be kind of hard to have people come at you like that. But I mean, if we have cultures that are, you know, embracing it and, and celebrating in booty, then I don't understand why it should. I feel like the people that are picking on it as well are picking on me for talking about it are not the kind of people that um, feel culturally appropriated, if that makes any sense. Um, okay, anyway. Of course. I think some people, no matter what, the people that want to complain about it, they always want to find things to complain about. And to me, booty is really experiential, and until they're willing to try it themselves, I kind of usually just lovingly give them the finger. You know, it's like if you yeah. want to give it, if you want to give it a try, you'll physically and energetically see at the end why it's not what you're pointing a finger at. But um, until that point, it's kind of like I could tell you a million things in the world, and they could all be true, but you would still not want to listen to me. So yeah, exactly. Okay, so I the other day I was listening to you whenever you were doing your break method um, webinar, I suppose, and the, the thing that you uploaded to the podcast as well, I saw a video clip of it, but um, I was so intrigued and I wrote this down to, to bring up right now, but I was just so intrigued and like captivated by the concept of parenting and parenting when it comes to food and rewarding when it comes to food and shushing mm. when it comes to food. And I thought that that was such a beautiful and I mean, I guess it was a like really moving and kind of sad, <laughs> um, but also a super connective way to um, look at breaking habits and or just going back in the Rolodex and seeing where things went wrong when it comes to or how things affected you. I don't want to say where things went wrong because I feel like we all are kind of on our own paths and are growing all the time. But I would love for you to talk about your break method and what is coming next week for everyone. So our break method online program launches today, actually, and registration closes on Sunday night. 
Sunday the 22nd, I believe, at midnight. Um, it's a course that will run at least four times a year. It's a 12-week course, and we keep the group relatively limited in size because I want to make sure that everybody gets individual attention and that when we work in groups, we can work productively, and it's not like we've got thousands of people trying to you know, combat for time. Mm-hmm. Um Break is a program that helps people discover what their emotional addiction patterns are, where they actually got input into their body on a chemical level, and what structures are currently built in their adult life that are actually reinforcing these negative patterns so that we can lovingly and carefully rebuild those structures so that we're actually moving forward creating a life where all of our emotional responses are intentional and mature instead of just kind of an autopilot response from an eight-year-old which is what actually the majority of us do on a day-to-day basis until we go through this process yeah so that's incredible and there's you're doing the one-on-one in person Correct. And then you're also doing the online. It's not a one-on-one, but you're doing a group. So we do, we have a group session coming up in Scottsdale, February 17th to the 20th, which is available for registration on busygold.com. That is a shortened version of the 12 week course that's done in person over the course of three days. Um, That one is great especially for people that really feel like they need to physically see me and to kind of not get yelled at, I won't say, but (laughs) they need to have like a little bit of that tough love from me in person. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great option there. The online course, obviously just based on it being 12 weeks and multiple points of contact, that's great for somebody that is able to make more of a time commitment and really take this thing deep enough to the point where when they come out of it, Um, you know, they may even be at a point where they want to start teaching this themselves as a practitioner. So the online course really takes it to a whole new level and it's broken down in bite-sized pieces so that that people can really start applying this stuff actively using their daily life as kind of a laboratory and then have different points to check in and then keep learning. Whereas the, the weekend course, it's extremely intensive and there's usually you know, you have a few hiccups down the road after you leave the program where you want to kind of check back in. The 12-week course, I would, you know, it's my hope that coming out of the 12-week online course, that the only reason people would come back to me is if they want to start teaching it. You know, I I I don't ever expect anyone to come back to me to sign up for like phase two. I'm not a phase two type of person. I I hate the idea of creating emotional or financial codependence. So it's always my goal to give you everything you need one time and teach you how to do it properly so that the only reasons you'd have to come back to me would be to high five me for creating an awesome program or to tell me that you want to start teaching my program to other people. I thought that that was such a beautiful differentiation between this and um, possibly other coaching programs that people are putting out um, is that you're giving them the tools instead of like, obviously the, the financial codependencies, that was such a big thing to hear because I was, I was like, this is, that's exactly kind of what I've gotten from similar, not similar, but I guess just other workshops in the, oops, other workshops in the field, um, but um, let me see. So where can women find you and how can they work with you? Do you exclusively work with women when it comes to Naria and break? Okay. I don't actually. Um, I have in break, I actually have a lot of male clients, especially when I still had time to have a private practice. I had 
I would say like half male clients, half female clients. And honestly, one of my favorite things to do is to work with couples. Oh. Um, break works unbelievably well for couples, um, more so than I think any other type of traditional marriage therapy would. Um, so I do work with men as well. My website is busygold.com, B-I-Z-Z-I-E-G-O-L-D.com. Um, that's where you can find me for the online course, to book me for workshops or public speaking. Um, my book is coming out later on this year. And, um, yeah, that's uh, there also will be links to Naria Collective from my site, but the Naria Collective site is N-E-R-I-A collective.com. And then, of course, Yoga B-U-T-I yoga.com all right and i will link all of that in the show notes as well i'm gonna turn this on to say goodbye to you um but thank you so much for coming on the podcast i was so happy to have you and i know that you're moving on to the next thing but i would love to talk to you again i can't wait for my training yeah girl anytime you want to chat you just holler at me thank you so much for having me on your podcast let me know when it comes out so i can help promote it okay well well, i think we're gonna aim for friday so we'll get it out just in time for you guys to Go ahead and register. You need to register. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Busy. I'll see you later, okay? Bye, girl. Thank you. All right, guys. So that was a relatively short episode, like I mentioned in the beginning. Um, I hope you really enjoyed it. I would love to have her on for another one so we could talk a little bit more about even more stuff. We didn't have a ton of time. Um, but... Yeah, so there's just a couple announcements. I just wanted to save them till the end because I wanted you to be able to get through the episode and kind of like, I know that this was going to be, this was a really fun one to do. Um, For me on my end, not a ton of stuff, but I wanted to let you know that I have updated the shop on wildernessa.com. So the shop is actually going to have every single thing that I always recommend to clients, readers, and listeners to the podcast. Um, all of my favorite kitchen products, my personal ebook, my personal one-on-one coaching is still on there. Don't worry about that. And then all of my kitchen tools, superfoods, my yoga mat, books that I'm obsessed with and books that you need to pre-order from guests that were already on the podcast. Um, and I'm going to be adding things periodically. There are affiliate links to Amazon. So it's kind of like become my personal podcast sponsor. So without exclusively working with like a brand and then paying me a sum of money, I just get like a couple cents for everything that somebody orders from those links. So it's not really like I'm trying to make you buy things. It's just if you were to buy things from these specific links, I get a couple cents. It's not a ton. It doesn't you know, it's not that huge or anything, but it does add up. And I figured that it was a very uninvasive way to make a little bit of extra money to provide me with this time to work on the podcast. So if that's something that you're interested in working with, um, any, any link that you click on from that shop that takes you to Amazon and anything you purchase from there, whether it actually is a product that you, that I recommended on the shop or not, it still has that affiliate link in there. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's really cool that they do work with bloggers and people like that so that they can, you know, be a part of the Amazon community. I thought that, that was really fun. It doesn't take away from the fact that these are all amazing products and I use every single one of them. Um, like I said, it's just a couple cents. So I think I sold like $400 worth of things, but I made like $6 if that makes sense. But I don't care. I mean, as long as it's something, anything helps with the podcast. And I just really love you guys. If there's anything specific you want me to try to find a guest for, or maybe you have a guest that wants to come on, or maybe it's your favorite author, your favorite blogger, something like that, um, 
ideally somebody with, um, you know, either a book, a blog, another podcast, um, somebody that's awakening social change, somebody that wants to talk about body image, food, any type of movement. Um, I think by now you understand the kind of people or the kind of topics that I don't really talk about, um, which is like burning calories, losing weight, things like that, um, from a space of ego rather than a space of love. Um, but we can talk about business. We can talk about blogging, anything like that. Um, I did get a message regarding trying to find a, um, podcast guest that talks about PMDD. So I'm still trying to look for someone that specializes in that and that has done things like podcasting. Um, but yeah, so just keep me posted with that. I'm still working on having other guests like Libby Crow and Mikkel Hill of Nutrition Stripped on. So we'll just get down to that. And in the meantime, I love you guys. As I said before, don't forget about the affiliate link shop. It's kind of our new sponsor. Um, so is Uve Plant-Based Protein Powder. Um, but that's also in the shop. So you don't even have to worry about that. You can also try it for free. And that's about that. I love you guys, and I will see you with episode 16, okay? Mwah! <laughs>